Folks, joining us right now, he is the author. The number one New York Times bestseller list. We want to welcome to the program. Think of that. Think what it pained the New York Times that they had to publish this list that he is number one. I want to welcome to the John DePietro Show, Donald Trump Jr. Don, it's John DePietro. Congratulations. Thank you very much, man. Good to speak to you. Yeah, that, that must have, uh, you know, the only thing better than being number one would have been just being able to be in the room as they had to give it to me. So <laughs> that is exactly right. How does it feel to be now? You are the author of the Donald Trump Jr. You are the author of the number one book on the New York Times bestselling list right now. You know, it's pretty awesome. And honestly, in this case, I'll give them credit because, you know, I've seen a lot of conservative books that would have been able to be placed up high and stuff like that didn't even make the list. And, you know, they play games saying it's editorial. Uh, in, in this case, I guess they figured if they did that to me, it probably gives me material for a year <laughs> to be able to go after, quote, unquote, the fake news. Um, but, no, it was, it was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we worked really hard on it. We I'm just sort of finishing up the 10-day uh, book tour where we've been all over the country. I mean, literally signing, I think I, you know, the day before yesterday, I, found, I signed 3,000 books. Uh, we turned away 2,000 people after the 1,500 that initially showed up at Costco because we, you know, in Scottsdale. And, I mean, you know, people are getting it. They love probably hearing, you know, a little bit of a different voice, the long form version of my Twitter account about the adventure we've been on for the last four years. You know, our family history have a sort of developed and, uh, it, it's just been an amazing journey to be able to write it, to be able to do it and to be able to see people's reactions to it. Folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. We're speaking with Donald Trump Jr. His new book, Triggered. And Don, by the way, I love the story. It's a great read. Uh, there's also, I learned a lot. I mean, obviously, I follow your career. I follow your dad's. I love the story, how it was actually, from what I understand you write, it was Kimberly Guilfoyle that actually kind of planted the idea where then your father, President Trump, our leader, where he started to challenge Elizabeth Warren regarding a DNA test. Well, it was, it was sort of funny. We, we, it started off with that way. We, we called it out. And so I, I went on Twitter and I basically go, you know, hey, Liz, you know, I'll bet you $10,000 to the Native American charity of your choice that my girlfriend uh, is, is more Native American than you because Kimberly's, you know, 50% Puerto Rican. Uh, she's 50% Irish, but of that Puerto Rican, I guess 6.1% of that is Native American, uh, legit in a DNA test. And so it was sort of crickets. But, uh, you know, the, the challenge was there. And it, it, the story sort of evolved because it was so funny. You know, imagine, like, you're, you're a viable presidential candidate, but you get trolled into taking a DNA test. But more importantly, John, imagine getting that test back that says you're maybe, maybe, one 1,024th <laughs> Native American. Well, maybe. Right? And, and then you, you run, and you're sitting there with your team of, you know, political operatives, and you go, oh, that's a win. We got Trump now. We're actually Native American. I mean, imagine... A conservative tried pulling that. Oh, my goodness. You know, thinking that one 1,024 gives you full credit. That allowed her to have tenure, probably displaced plenty of people who actually deserved it, some sort of minorities that would have actually deserved uh, you know, some of those benefits. That's right. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, her entire career is based on one big lie. And, and honestly, no one even talks about it. It's total. She gets a total pass. Uh, it, it's truly sick. And that's the, you know, the sort of biased lens by which everyone's getting their news these days, which is such a big part of the book as well. We're speaking with Donald Trump Jr. His new book, Triggered. It is tremendous. It is right now, folks, number one New York Times bestseller list. Don, let's go back last Thursday. Take us inside. What was that like on The View? When did you know, you and Kimberly, that suddenly, I mean, that was magic television. It exploded. I actually carried it live. I haven't, that was great TV. Great TV. You took it right to them, absolutely laid them out. That was absolutely awesome. You had to, what was it? You must have been on a high coming out of that. 
Well, listen, the reality is this. I mean, we've been through a lot over the while, but, like, it's always been, you know, our, our family's demeanor. Like, you know, we can be nice, we can be great, but we can also fight when we need to, and that hasn't historically happened, uh, you know, for conservatives. Uh, that sort of certainly hasn't happened on those shows where people are much more worried about being invited back and, you know, getting some sort of nice write-up about how they were abused. It's, it's not really my style. Uh, and so, you know, I went in there, don't forget, John, under the pretense. I didn't go in there to get abused. I figured I'd get some of that. But I went in there because they asked me to come on to talk about the book. Right. Uh, you know, when I, when I do three segments, basically the entire show, and they don't ask me one question about my book, but they spend the time attacking me, my father, my family. Yada, yada. Well, you know, there's only so far, and then I'm going to actually push back. And it's interesting, after 5,000 episodes, I don't know that anyone had ever pushed back on them before. You could see how flustered they got. Oh, yeah. You know, where they just had to you know, just immediately start lying about their own pasts and, and these sort of things. And, uh, yeah, I guess we got the best of them. That was fantastic. And also, again, we're speaking with Donald Trump Jr. Just listen. I mean, it, it's so uh, disgraceful and uh, disingenuous. They, they wouldn't even say your name, Don, when they were introducing you. No, I mean, you, and that's when I realized. I was like, hey. You know, it's not like I need to prep for this stuff. I no. deal with this stuff every day. I've been attacked by much smarter people for much longer periods of time. Um, but, you know, the reality is I sort of was like, well, you know, I just Googled it while I was in the green room. I'm like, well, you know what, just in case. Like, what are the dumbest things ever said on The View? And, you know, the list was long and not so distinguished. Um, but, you know, just to have in my bank pocket. But, you know, when they when I saw that, it was like, well, Don Jr. is here. It was like, well, like, teleprompter says Donald Trump Jr. I'm, I'm looking at it. like, they, And they wouldn't even say it. And then they're going to, I'm like, honestly, like, why even have me on there? Like, right. I don't need to go pitch my book here. I can go anywhere else. But if you're going to bring me on there, that's when I was like, okay, it's, it's here. It's obviously set up just to do that. Now, again, I'm not a baby. I realize that I'm going to have some tough questions. You know, even the quote-unquote conservatives, you know, not real conservatives, but sort of, you know, quote-unquote conservatives were going to be attacking and, and all of that. So it's five-on-one with, then I have, uh, you know, Kimberly there as an awesome uh, backstop to bring some, uh, some poise and grace and, you know, can be an attack dog in her own right, too. Um, there, but you know, you saw early on that it was going to go wrong, and you know, I just sort of had to let him, you know, take the bait a little bit, let him go a little further, a little further, and then just drop the hammer. Uh, the book is triggered. Donald Trump Jr. Done again. I really enjoyed reading it. I love you tell the story about going down the escalator, that first announcement. Also, just the yeah. build-up to the campaign, the way you know your father, President Trump, talked about no days off, and then on election day, you jump into action and do 47 radio interviews, as many as they could line up, you were jumping on to push it to the very last second. Yeah, I started about 3 o'clock in the afternoon and just moved east to west, just, you know, with the time zones. Like, just, you know, make sure, like, if you get in line, you know, Panhandle in Florida wasn't turning up, just get, I'm screaming at Sean Hannity. Like, he's like, but I'm going off the air. I like, I don't care. Overruling, <laughs> get me on with your competition. It makes no difference. we got to turn people out. Yeah, I did 47 radio interviews in a row, one after the other for like seven hours straight. It was it was brutal, but, it was, you know, hey, it, it works. Winning is winning. And right now, I mean, I would think Team Trump, you, you have to feel great. Uh, Six million jobs added, 6.2 million off food stamps. Following through, embassy moved in Israel to Jerusalem. Um, what, what was it like? I mean, you've been with your father, President Trump, out in America at the rallies. But what was it like for you being out with these book signings? Uh, it's incredible. I mean, listen, I, I've done it not just with the rallies. I mean, I, I do my own. I do it for all the congressmen and senators and governors and all those who've been supportive of him. You know, I, I go out there on my own, and I, you know, I love it. I mean, I, I see it, and I get to be in the heartland of the country. My hobbies sort of take me there anyway. You know, I get it. I'm the son of a billionaire from New York, but it's not really where I spend any of my time. Uh, you know, other than sort of the work. Uh, and so, you know, you go there and you see these people. And honestly, I see so many Democrats out there that are like, "Man, I wish I could just let him do his job." Because I mean, he's put up those numbers. 
despite unprecedented incoming. Like no one's, no president has ever taken this kind of heat from a media that just truly hates him, from one that's decided just to be the marketing wing of the Democrat Party, and he's still succeeding. So I think Americans should probably recognize that. And and honestly, many Democrats that I do, and I make the distinction between sort of good, hardworking Democrats who just sort of traditionally voted that way and the Democrat Party, which has really become the party of the far left, the party of socialism and communism and all those things I also talk about in my book because I do have experience with that in the real world, having a mother that escaped that, having a grandfather that wanted to make sure I saw the other side and spending summers and vacations there. It, you know, I, I get it. Uh, and it's a little different, and it's not the country I want this place to turn into. What I love about the book, and we're speaking with Donald Trump Jr., number one bestseller in New York Times right now, Trigger. What I love about the book also is you go back to how we got to where we are right now, and that really goes back to when Ted Kennedy, he was really one of the forefathers of trying to move all the illegals into the country. Don, what did you think of the uh, fiasco circus that took place yesterday in Washington, other than the fact that I think it was boring, I don't think it resonated, I don't think it changed anybody's minds, and if those are the star witnesses, then this thing is going nowhere. Well, I'll leave it at this. When one of the Democrat congressmen with a straight face said that in many cases hearsay, hearsay, you know, like third-party telephone game stuff, is much more, you know, much better evidence than direct evidence in many cases, that sort of tells you everything you need to know. I mean, if those were their star witnesses bumbling through that, saying we don't really know if there's anything committed. I mean, I saw what everyone hates about government. I saw career government bureaucrats. Okay, career government bureaucrats doing what they do, protecting their little systems, doing nothing, having no fact. Uh, you know, they probably got bullied into saying this nonsense by the Democrats because Adam Schiff has been one, been running a one-man witch hunt uh, where he's judge, jury, and executioner, watching the Republicans not be able to ask questions that Adam Schiff doesn't approve of because they're not conducive to his narratives. This thing is a clown show, and it's a disgrace to this country. Donald Trump Jr., one final question, which is, and you write about it in the book. What was it like when you were coming down the escalator? It's June of 2015 at Trump Tower, New York. Your father's about to announce he's running for president. Did you? Was there any indication? What was what was he like? What, did you have any indication about to what was about to what was about to take place? You know, I think we we knew how vicious it would be. I think to a point, maybe not as bad as we've seen it. I mean, don't forget. I mean, you had half of Congress trying to spend two and a half years throw me in jail, right? Uh, we knew it would be bad, and I remember the last thing he said to us in the elevator as, as we're going down. He looks me in the eyes. He goes, "Now we find out who our real friends are." And uh, honestly, truer words have not been spoken. Uh, you know, he got it. He knew how vicious vicious it would be. He knew how many friends would be you know, flip just to be able to be on the right side of you know the media and the talking points. And that's the bigger testament of the man, which is he knew how bad it would be. And he did it anyway, John. That's exactly uh, right. I think that tells you all you need to know. I love that. Now we find out who our friends are. Donald Trump Jr., a number one book, triggered, and, and you and the president, everyone should know, although the political leaders this part of the country, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, don't ref what you need to know is they don't reflect the way, the way a lot of people feel. You have a lot of support up here. Trump signs already got everywhere. Trump 2020. Don, congratulations. Good luck on the trail, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, man. Much appreciated. All right, folks, there it is, Donald Trump Jr., right here on the John DePietro Show. 766-1380, 766-1380. Did, did I good, do a good job expressing to him the way so many of you tell me, make sure he knows that the people of Rhode Island are with him? I think so. Hi there, Christine. There's Wendy. There's uh, Kathy. There's Wolf. Look at all the thumbs up going up on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, and also uh, Vincent and, uh, and a lot more. There's, thank you. Thank you very much, DJ. There's Karen Ann. So, folks, there is uh, truly an exclusive Donald Trump Jr., number one book in the country right now.